Hi there. I am jazzed to introduce you to my friend and colleague, Sarah Posh, today. We had such a juicy conversation, and Sarah Posh is just one of those golden humans. You can't help but be affected by her, and I mean that in the best way, when you are in her presence. And I just want you to let the glow in. Let the glow of Sarah Posh in because she's a golden human. She's also a life coach and astrologer here in Southern California, but that wasn't always the case. Listen up, my career changers, because Sarah used to be a hospital pharmacist. Boy, is that a pivot, no? So she talks about some of that in our conversation. We also get into some great details about what does it look like to motivate yourself, get yourself to do things, make self-honoring decisions when the motivation doesn't look perfect or doesn't feel effortless. How do you stay on your own team and still move through those resistance friction moments? It's just pure solid gold that she talks about here. And I also have to tell you that I have done what are called solar return readings with Sarah. Twice, two birthdays in a row, I've gifted myself this session. And it's always such a wonderful experience. It's so revelatory and you get to communicate with yourself and just it's a really yummy form of introspection. And we talk about those in our conversation too, so you can get more details about like, what does that mean? But if you're interested, I need you to know she's amazing and she has gifted listeners of the Decision Masters podcast 10% off an astrology session. So you can gift one to yourself. You can gift one to someone else. Just email her growing deep at sarahposh.com. It's linked in the show notes. Mention this podcast. And at least for the month of December 2022, I don't know how long she'll be running this discount, but at least this month, you'll get 10% off. I think this is such a good gift to yourself, to someone else. Please enjoy our conversation. I just love her so much. Have fun. Well, thanks for being here. No, I'm so excited. This is so fun. Let's just talk about what's on your mind about decision making. This feels fun to share um, randomly. I pull a tarot card pretty much every single day as part of my morning ritual. And the tarot card of the day, I'm not sure if you're familiar with tarot, but it's the two of swords. Have you ever heard of this or seen? Okay. So the image on the card to like meditate upon is this woman sitting on a body of water with the moon reflecting the light um, in the sky and she's got a blindfold on and then these two swords that are like held in front of her. And the whole card is about indecision. It's all about this um, challenge of like not being able to see the swords have to do with our intellect and our mind and our ability to think logically and rationally mm. and um, the way we process information. And so the the two is like this needing to come into like balance between the intuition and the intellect and like taking in information and making a decision. Um, I don't know. I just, it's, I, I'm just like, Oh my God, that's so like a perfect card for the day I do a podcast with you and you're like yes. badass decision-making coaching and it's such a perfect card for you as a coach and for our conversation because the balancing of the intuition and the intellect it's such a growth area for me and like my clients are very similar to me because we're all very heady people we think mm-hmm. our instinct is usually like this can be solved with my head like emotions get in the way our bodies get in the way like we should just think logically and rationally through everything and then we'll be okay so i have had to do a lot of 
unlearning and retraining and all the things to feel like to feel. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's okay to feel emotions. Yeah. And to like really let myself be a human animal who exists in a body who experiences emotions that like do not need solving with our minds all the time. Mm. And I feel like that is what your gift is with people is like integrating intuition and the intellect, right? Mm. Thank you. Tell me if you think that's right. And then tell everyone like, that's a good segue into like, who is Sarah Posh? (laughs) Who who is Sarah Posh? What is she doing? What is she doing? What is she up to? Thank you for that reflection. Yeah, 100%. I think that discovering coaching and astrology, because before I used to be a pharmacist, so it was a much different field of um, healing and medicine. And it was pretty much all intellect and science-based, right? And so I have a really strong intellect. I love math. I love all of that. Um, But it was excluding the holistic, intuitive, embodied side of medicine and healing that I just have come to appreciate for myself and my own healing journey. And so, yeah, astrology and coaching, that's what I love about it is that I get to use and access my intuition, which, you know, my reverie gives me images or brings in a random book that I've read when I'm in the conversation and listening to my client that I get to listen to and then apply that also with like the practicality of like, where are we today? You know, and what's like a practical step you can actually take to navigate the space in your growth, wherever you're at. Yeah. Yeah. But I love that about astrology that it's like, it's alive. You know what I mean? I think I might know what you mean, but- It's always, okay. Yeah. It's always changing and it's, it's co-creative. It's not definitive. I can't look at your chart and say, this is not black or white. This is not, this is period. Mm. This is an open-ended experiment and question that you get to live into. And this provides this kind of like setting of potentiality. Like here's what this is saying. How do you want to respond to it? How do you want to participate with it? What resonates and what doesn't? you know, and how do you want to become curious about it and live into it? And I think that's also why I love it because a skeptical part of my brain is always, even now today, like it's always a living experiment, you know, like I'm always mm-hmm. testing it. I'm always like, prove yourself. <laughs> and it does. And I'm like, fuck, that's like, that was really good. Good move. It's like permission to be skeptical and permission to like refocus on what do you want? What are you here for? And like, okay, then what do we want to be open to? Yeah. I think it's really important to encourage permission for somebody's skepticism um, or curiosity. Cause I always think, and I think you resonate with this too, is like, I always want to be coming from a place as a coach where I'm not giving you an answer or deciding that I know what's best for you. Um, The more I get to know you, I have a sense of, you know, a sense of who you are and maybe like your hidden barriers and um, where I can challenge you and kind of push you a little bit. But at the end of the day, like you get to have that authority of like what's true for you and what feels right and what resonates. You get to hold that responsibility for like what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. You know, and that's, I just want to empower that for people. I think that that's, yeah, that's what we need more of. Yeah. yeah. And coaching is all about questions. And I feel like that was something that was unexpected for me the first time we did a session because 
I expected it to be more prescriptive, I think, more black and white. Mm-hmm. It was like I was going to get information from you. And I ended up getting a lot of questions. <sighs> you were like using your intuition and like the the astrology reading, but not to like tell me what to do or not to tell me like what's going to happen or whatever. He was just like, I'm seeing this or I'm sense like feeling this, whatever. And then you asked a really helpful question about it. Mm. Yes, because really in astrology, it's almost like I'm the mediator between the client and the chart. Mm. Like I'm just here to help this talk to you. And then you talk back, which further expands and opens what the chart is saying or offering or inviting you into. And also, I mean, yes, of course, there's so much just data and information to relay and inform, but also that becomes a lot more useful when you put it into the actual context of your individual life and experience, right? It's like this transit could bring up these themes in this area of your life. Have you been experiencing that? How is that going? And how does it resonate to consider this as a helpful route forward? Yeah. And that was another amazing experience for me during our sessions because it was always like I'm very action-oriented. I'm very solution-focused, just like you, just like all of our clients. (laughs) But that's the other thing that I think is so cool about your coaching where it is – it's introspective and it's curiosity-driven, but it's also like, okay, what do you want to do with this? How do you want this to inform your next steps? Yeah. Yes. And I I like the um, honesty of the astrology as well. Like I'm always learning how to be a better student to that for myself as well, Mm. um, to trust the transits and the timeline. I think that there's something so relieving sometimes when we hear a transit that's difficult that we're going through being named. It's like, this is what you're going through. And you're like, Oh my God, thanks. I'm not fucking crazy. Like, yeah. And, and then you can say, and you've been going through it for this amount of time. These are some of the peak times that you can expect it to kind of climax or intensify. And then here's your integration kind of ending phase of that transit. And some transits last longer, depending on how the planets move in the sky and some are shorter, but I actually had a a client session last week we did a solar return reading a year ago and then last week. And a year ago, it was a challenging seat for me to sit in because she was going through a year that was about a lot of internal growth and Mm -hmm. slowing down and going within almost like a hermit kind of year and a very transitional year. But when we met during that session, she was not in a place where that's what she wanted to hear. (laughs) Like she wanted to just like be in the next phase. Um, and so it was like this, this challenge to stay compassionate and with her um, and also honest because honest is helpful, clear is kind, right? And not trying to like manipulate the reading to be pleasing, um, but it can also, it can still be helpful. And it was, I guess my point is full circle moment to last week, we did a follow-up, you know, the next year session. And it was so cool because she went through the year that the astrology said she was going to go to. And she got dropped in and she went through an incredible change and transformation, got super into meditation um, and was completely transformed. And she was a completely different person sitting in front of me. And it was Mm. so cool to see this almost like flower that had opened and her conversation with herself and like her life just felt so much more alive and so much more trusting. Like she was like with life. Life was happening for her and with her rather than just, you know, trying to push against when we have our plans, you know, I mean, 
I am like the biggest ad- <laughs> like example of how that doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And normal. We all are. And that's a really interesting point you bring up too, because it's when you show up for a session with someone who is not there to tell you exactly what to do, but is there to be honest in a way that other people in your life don't have to be because mm-hmm. it's not what you signed up for in that relationship. I feel like that is part of the agreement. So mm-hmm. it's like we agree that we're both on your team and that may involve some discomfort because it is not the funnest when we get super honest with ourselves. Mm-hmm. About like what we're doing, what's motivating our decisions, what are we believing? If we come back to the idea, if we come, f- we start from the idea that we're on the same team and we always come back there, mm-hmm. it is possible to have an uncomfortable and expansive conversation. 100%. I mean, I think that's also coaching, right? Yeah. And it brings me back to what you mentioned about being a student to our emotions. And our feelings and being learning how to actually like acknowledge and appreciate, oh, I am in this human body with these human feelings for a reason. It is okay. Um, I think that that's also foundational to all the things that we do on our own and with clients as well is like, even when a difficult emotion comes up or, you know, we were kind of talking about how no matter where you're at in your business, these old thoughts, they come up, these um, difficult, challenging thoughts that could be spiraling and destructive, but I'm really clear that I'm on my team. I'm on my team, no matter what we're just going to, we're just going to keep coming back to that. So it doesn't feel so bullying, you know, or like really destructive. It's like, okay, I'm going to stay with this, but not drown in it. You know? Yeah. That kind of that uncomfortable presence where growth lives. That's where growth lives. And I think that naming it feels so small, but I feel like it was news to me that I could decide I am on my own team. Mm. And it was news to me that I like hadn't been. And it was like, oh, I think this is just a choice I could make. What? Yeah. You can opt in. Ah, we'll come oh back God. to the opt-in. We'll talk about the opt-in. What is this opt-in concept that you're like living in right now? That I'm experimenting with. Yeah, I am. Um, so I shared with you, I'm currently ex- just like we're creating a, a small group of women and I are doing this made up mastermind for money. <laughs> um, we're like making this course up as we go. And one of the resources we're using is the, um, the book Rich as Fuck by Amanda Francis. I believe that's how you say her last name link in the show. She uses this languaging around, um, like updating and upgrading our energetic set point and our belief system. And the way she phrases it is like, you have the option to opt in to whatever reality you want or whatever belief you want. So a thought might come in and the thought might say, this is going to be really hard to get to the next level of my business. She's like, you can choose to opt into that or you could choose to opt into this being a fun phase of your business growth. Mm. Like, what are you choosing to opt into? And so I was like, bro, I am opting in to the potential of being totally successful, totally fulfilled and to living to my highest potential because the precursor to starting this made up mastermind course thing was um, rereading the big leap by Gay Hendricks, which I know you've read probably more than once, like use it all the time. 
it's like my fourth time through, but that's all about living into your highest potential and really committing, like really committing to saying like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to find and discover my zone of genius. And then also do what it takes to live into it, to like be a conduit for that. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to opt in to the version of me that's even bigger than what I've previously experienced, or maybe even that I can imagine you know, that life wants for me, I'm opting into the belief that life wants a bigger vision of my life for me. Oh, confetti for that. Hold on. There's um, confetti. Oh, yeah. oh my God. I love you. Look at it. <laughs> and, and I think that it's a really important distinction that because we've read this book so many times, but when we talk about living into your fullest potential in Gay Hendricks terms, but then also in like the kind, the way that we're interested, it's your highest potential for everything. So success, abundance, but also like love, connection, <laughs> self-acceptance. It's like any potential Health. you have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like living into the highest version of that that like doesn't have a limit. It's like there's an upward spiral that you live in. Mm-hmm. Instead of assuming, opting in to the idea that life can only get so good. I can only be so happy. Yeah. Yeah. Only so many things can be going well at one time. <laughs> right. It's like, it, I've been thinking of it as like an unsubscribe <laughs> button uh, for my thoughts. I'm like, yes. like this opting in is like subscription based, you know? And also it kind of has to do with money is like one of the things that you do for just starting to develop a better, more intimate relationship with money is you hang out with it more often and you take care of like considering like, where am I investing my money? Where am I investing my energy? And it's like, where am I investing my mind and my thoughts? I'm like, I just like, is that a subscription I like signed up for? And then it was just too lazy to cancel, even though I'm like still getting those emails or those thoughts, you know, those loops. Um, So taking the time to be like, I'm going to unsubscribe from that. I'm going to take the, you know, 10 minutes at the most really of going, clicking on the button on subscribe and then takes you to the other page. And like, I'm using this metaphorically with our thoughts, which is like sitting and journaling and naming what's happening and then doing the inquiry of like, is this true? Do I want to continue to believe this? And what would it be like to opt into a different thought? What would Mm -hmm. I, what would I do or think differently if I wasn't opting into this limiting belief? This idea that you can opt into certain thoughts, beliefs, like unsubscribe from certain thoughts and beliefs, it's so powerful because it reminds you a lot of things will seem true, can seem true. Mm -hmm. Or definitive. Like, that's it. No argument, welcome, like verdict is done. Yeah. Yeah, Out of your hands. And it's really powerful to remember like, no, no, this is my (laughs) – this is my inbox. (laughs) But what makes it hard, because it's like such a nice idea, and then we go try to do it, and it's not easy. Mm -hmm. Why isn't it easy and how is it easier? Yeah, great question. So first of all, I think what makes it hard is when I'm at the level of decision that isn't truly committed. So when I say I want this, but I haven't declared that I am all in, you know? Yeah. So I say I want it. I can't remember where I heard this. It was a resource recently, an audio, a different audio book. But they talked about these three levels of decision. The first level is I want. The second level is I choose. And the third level is I commit. And the people who really create change for themselves are the people who are committed. Because a commitment 
and Gay Hendricks talks about this in the upper limit, the power of a commitment. Like you're, there's no, there is no going back. There isn't like, that is definitive. It's definitive. Unless Mm -hmm. I decide again to recommit to something else and I adjust that commitment, that's it. So there's like, honestly, how's your boundary work? Because I think that's probably what's going to help a lot. Um, You just align all the small and big choices with that. And so you start to bring in this curiosity of like waking up today. I woke up today and we're just having some imposter syndrome, having some challenging thoughts, like the kind of thoughts that are almost, they're not even really specifically negative or harmful. They're like that really general malaise kind of thing. They're like that foggy of like something just doesn't quite feel right. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. like, but this is still inhibiting my ability to feel good today. Like I'm still like, there's something that doesn't want me to just choose better feeling thoughts. Um, and then you remind yourself of that commit. So I think having some sort of like really clear commitment and then how are you bringing that into focus every single day? Like what things contribute and compound to that commitment and what things don't and you do the things that do and you challenge the things that don't and you get really honest and compassionate with yourself. You know, it's like, these are the days when I wake up and I'm like, I don't feel like doing my morning pages and I'm like, but I'm committed. So I'm doing it because it it helps. It works. So that's so interesting because you can get yourself to do something that you genuinely want to do without like beating yourself up and forcing yourself to do it in like this totally crappy feeling way, asking for a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I'm reminded of the impact it has when I'm done doing it. So mm. another example of that is I, I do Muay Thai. Um, it's like one of my favorite new exercise things that I do. And, um, I go to the morning practice. Um, and today my alarm went off and I was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And I, I could feel the like grumpiness mm. of my inner critic. And I could feel that energy. And it was just like, the bully was there. Like the bully was in the room and I was like, okay, like check, check myself. Like, did I get enough sleep? Like, did I genuinely go to bed at a decent time? Um, if I get up now, cause it was like using this, like I'm too tired, you know, <laughs> it's like, okay, well, is that true? Like, did you genuinely not get enough sleep? No, that's not true. Um, then I think about the rest of my day of like, okay, well, if I don't go, you know, this morning, then when am I going to work out today? Cause not working out. It's not an option today. Um, and then I don't, I'm probably going way too far into detail with this story, but no, I think it's so helpful. Okay. Okay. And then, and then it was just like, I'm going and I went and I was like, totally like throwing a tantrum internally the whole time I was going, but I wasn't, I didn't have any symptoms of being sick. I wasn't underslept. I, I had the time and the capacity. So it was like, and I, and I know, and I know from the evidence of my past that taking this action, even when my mind says I don't want to do it, results in me feeling better. It moves my needle in the direction that's in alignment with my commitment for myself. So I went uh, and hated the first half, felt like a completely different person after. It's <laughs> like, yeah, that's why we yeah. got Okay, so what you just said was it moves the needle in the direction of alignment with my commitment. And I feel like that is something that we all desperately want. Like, how do I know how to trust what I want? Because I say Mm. I want this thing over here. And like, maybe I even commit to it. 
But then on a day-to-day basis, I doesn't it doesn't look like I feel perfect ways and make perfect decisions on my way to this thing that I say I want. Mm-hmm. So like how do I know if I how do I trust myself if I'm just being lazy, if I'm letting myself off the hook for nonsense, if I'm letting myself get away with mm. shenanigans. Mm-hmm. There's like this inner vigilance that we all have. So I feel like that's so brilliant because you just answered, how do you tell? How do you tell what you want? And how can you tell if you can trust the voice that says, I don't want to do the thing that I originally said I was going to do? Mm. And you walk beautifully through that. You set up the context for like, what's my energy state? You're just curious. You're like, did I get enough sleep? Like, do I actually need to rest? And you're like, lovingly, honestly, no, you're fine. You can go. <laughs> Yeah. And we'll be five minutes late because that's an expression of the internal resistance to going, but that's fine. Like we're still there, you know, and I'm not going to beat myself up for that either. I'm going to be like, that's, that's like, whatever. It's like the next brilliance, right? It's like allow the tantrum. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, let's just, let's not put the pressure and expectations on ourselves to wake up doing cartwheels about stuff that like our past selves planned for us. You know, and it's, it's fascinating. Cause it's like, like last week I had a really motivated week. And so it was like, fuck yeah. Like, um, I'm, you know, was stoked to make, I make celery juice for myself. That's also like another self-care thing I do. Yeah. And, um, I make it ahead of time for the week. And I was like doing it Sunday night. I was like so excited. This new podcast while I'm doing it every day. I'm waking up for Muay Thai. I'm like, yes. And like doing my checklist, you know, just like motivated. Yeah. And it was so funny because last night I just stared at the celery and I was like, I don't want to do it. And I was like, I, I know, but we're going to do it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. And I'm like, okay, well, is it past your bedtime? Is it, you know, like, it's like very like, okay, I, I'll consider your resistance to doing this thing. I know that's going to be good for you. Um, and if you have any valid excuse not to do it, like, okay, I'll let you off the hook. <laughs> but it's like not valid. It's just, it's resistance and it's, um, it's sweet. It's innocent. But that's, that's why I said to you this morning, I was like, I wonder if there's something really good in the works of manifestation for me this week. And this is just an upper limit. And this is just a sign that a part of me is scared to step into that next growth edge or that next phase. And it's like keeping me safe, quote unquote. It's like a brilliant, representation of like, what does life look like when you are on your own team? Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you have perfect looking motivation, frictionless, (laughs) endless momentum. You can be on your own team and even have this resistance come up and even still get yourself to do the thing that you wanted to do in the first place because that's how we get to the thing that we said we wanted and committed to. But you can do it all from on your own team. Well, from, and that's really this morning. That's like, that's what I kept looping back to. It's just this, like, I love you enough to do this thing for you. Like through all that resistance, like I choose you talking to myself, like I choose you. There's something internally coming up that has a resistance to choosing me. Really. That's what's happening. And that doesn't make me angry. That makes me a little bit sad. You know, I'm like, I'm sorry, this is hard. I'm sorry that it's not just like super exciting and natural for you to just want to choose what feels really good and helpful for you in this moment. But like, I'm here for you and we're going to do it anyways. And maybe tomorrow will be a little easier or maybe even by the the afternoon, you know? 
I feel like so many people just needed to hear that. It is okay to choose you. Yeah. And it's okay if sometimes you don't like, you know, full transparency. This is my human experience. Um, I ate an entire pizza yesterday. So like that wasn't, but, but it was like, I still love myself. I see myself. I was like, as I'm doing, I'm like, I know I'm overindulging right now in this pizza and it's okay. I know I'm not going to feel very good about it later and it's okay. Um, and it's okay. Like it's, it's okay. It's all okay. When you, when you have that foundational commitment to being on your own team, it's like, yeah, we're human. And let's begin again today. Today's Monday. It's a new day. You know, and I think that's part of the decision and commitment alignment too, that you're like, what helps, what gets in the way? It's like never feeling like it's too late. Like really don't opt into that bullshit belief of like, it's too late. It's never too late. It's always a perfect time to begin again. And you're probably not like starting over, you know, but it feels like that sometimes when you have some sort of like ate a whole pizza day, you're like, it's it's okay. It's like, I love (laughs) subscribing from it's too late. I talk about this in terms of the romanticized alternate where our brains will deliver us thoughts dressed as facts on silver platters. And it's like, it's factually true that if you Mm -hmm. would have done this other thing, like this would be reality right now. And it's, it's a lie. It's a lie. I like the language, like the verbiage you use, because it really lightens it. The way that you you described it as a thought dressed up as a fact delivered on a silver platter. Because I saw almost like Beauty and the Beast, like I saw like a like teapot dressed up, like dancing on a silver platter. Like I'm a fact. It's too late. You did the wrong thing. <laughs> it's too late is a huge one. Mm. And if we're on our own team. We can tell how like that's our brain's escape route from this present suffering. If right now is hard, mm. our brain the attractive, like useful idea to just like believe wholeheartedly in this alternate romanticized universe and like try to find a way to get there. Yeah. Of course we can't. So all we can do is like judge ourselves and beat ourselves up, which is not helpful. But our brains don't like thought all the way through that plan. <laughs> yeah. And just that like taking yourself out of what, what is in this present moment, what is good too. It's like that escape route isn't just taking you out of what's painful or suffering. It's also taking you out of what's good, what's going right. Sometimes when you're so focused on achieving that goal, you know, achieving a certain income level or getting that relationship, you're actually coming from that scarcity place where you're so focused on what's not there. And what's not happening. And then you're just holding yourself apart from it and holding yourself apart from the present moment. Like you're just, you're no, you're nowhere. You're neither, (laughs) neither spot. Like you're just in like vortex of not enough. But I guess what I was thinking about is like, if I go to my future self who is wildly successful and has, you know, a very fulfilling schedule. And I'm, I'm using fulfilling cause I don't want to say busy, but like it's full, you know? And, um, I'm, I could miss this time. Like what would I miss about this time? And am I using it to its fullest or am I just waiting? It's like, are you just sitting in the waiting room or like, 
did you bring something to do while you're there? Like, what if this, you know what I mean? And I think about that with relationship stuff too. Cause it's like the second when you are married, you're married now. Um, mm-hmm. you look back and you're like, wow, that time when I was single, that was really good. You know, I could have lived that up more. You, we always have this like romantic nostalgia for where we're not. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, what if we could use that awareness to actually say, delay that or, or like reverse it and be like, oh yeah, like I'm not always going to be here. So what if, what if I just enjoy it? Cause like, it's not going to be like this forever. What am I missing about what's good about it? I think there's a name for it because I learned this in the happiness class that I took with Lori Santos's, the Yale happiness class that's like became famous after I left there. Obviously, there was no happiness class in my day, <laughs> um, but I wouldn't have had time to take it anyway. But it's, I think it's called negative visualization. I could be wrong, but it's this idea that is, you're exactly describing, which is like, let your mind go to what you'll miss in the future so that you can really presence it in the present and it makes it so much richer, your r- real-time experience, because that's a quality of my past that like very heavily influenced my decision to become a life coach. I can look on back on periods of time, like huge chunks of time that I feel like I I just missed. Like I missed out on that time because I was living exclusively in this negative space that you're talking about. What don't mm-hmm. I have yet? Or what what do I miss about like it was just like negating the present moment. Mm. Which sucks. Yeah. Like, oh, turns out that's all we have. I love that that you've alchemized, it sounds like, that experience, that personal experience and challenge and growth into your passion and purpose. Yeah. I think that's what makes part of what makes your work so impactful because it's real. Like you're really living it, you know, like on the ground with us. (laughs) What is that called again? Negative what? Negative visualization. You know what? I've been doing it with our, our apartment too, because we're like on the runway for the house buying. And I'm really noticing like, oh, we're on the second floor here. And I have a beautiful view of the mountains and like lemon trees and like wherever we go, might not be a two-story place. Like I might not have the same wonderful view. So I'm like really soaking it in right now. Mm. And then that is so powerful because then you're back in your heart and in the energy of gratitude, which is just like, that's the best place to be. If you can't get anywhere else, you know, like gratitude, so powerful. Delish. Oh my gosh. Okay. I have the questions for you. I have to ask you three questions and then we're going to tell everybody how to follow you and like where to book you and who you work with and all of the things that are so delicious. Um, What would you say to someone who's like, I think I might want to hire a coach. Like, how do I know what to do? I mean, obviously I'm biased because I'm a coach and I work with a lot of coaches and um, I just can't imagine life without having coaching. It just makes everything more fun and doable. And, um, but I think that, and I not, not to interrupt you, hold on to the thought that you're going to say next, but I think that that is so, it's such a paradigm shift because we are conditioned to think like successful people do things because they figure it out themselves. Mm. I had to really wrap my mind around this idea that it's okay to get help with things that fall outside the norms that I've been exposed to. 
Right. Like it's okay to hire a personal trainer. It's very normal. It's like becoming normal to like have a therapist, you know. But you should only need help for certain things that are like deemed acceptable. And I think we are very much on the same page. It's like I want a team forever. Mm-hmm. It can be like we can rotate who's on it. We can yeah. add people to it. Like it can get big. Right. Be, I'm do not doing this shit alone. No, and you don't have to. And honestly, we can't. Um, not if you want to live at the level that I I choose to opt into living. Um, yeah. So, okay, should you hire a coach? Um, how much do you value growth? Ask yourself that. Are mm. you invested in growth? Do you find the idea of growing exciting? I think, and especially speaking to like my ideal clients, it's like... Yeah. I want to work with people who are ready to challenge their status quo because maybe that's a status quo and how they, you know, deal with their feelings and emotions. It can be really foundational, like just that foundation of self-compassion. It's like, I feel like there's more to this, like, um, relationship with myself, or it could be with their career. It could be with relationships, but it's like, does the idea of imagining a different version of yourself and life that feels more fulfilling and authentic and inspired, like, does that excite you? Then yes. Like also considering like, where would you be in six months to a year from now if you don't invest in coaching? It's also a great question. I think the the intuitive and like deepest truth in response to that is like, yeah, how much does growth excite you? I love that. I love that you're inviting this as like you can hire a coach to because you have a presenting – a lot of my clients actually come to me because of the presenting problem of like I'm yeah. overthinking, whatever. And that's fine. But I also like love that you're inviting people to remember like it can be super enjoyable. Like I love having coaches. Yeah, it is super enjoyable. But again, biased. But um, <laughs> well, and also like even talking about the presenting problem, of course, I think a lot of people – get into coaching, me included, because of reaching a point of suffering and not being able to find your way out on your own. Like I had to hire help because I was like, what I'm doing is not working. And I am very self-motivated and, you know, self-disciplined. And I do do a lot of my own, but it was like, I'm hitting dead ends and I'm doing everything I think I know I should be doing. It's not working. So Yes. And I'm also ready to like disarm, unsubscribe, whatever the belief that I have to be stuck here, that this is a finality. Like this is it. Like this is just the way it is for me. This is who I am. Like I am just incapable of like settling for that at this point. I'm like, no. And I think that's what I love about all of my coaching colleagues too, is like, their motivation to resource themselves when they are uncomfortable or when something's not working, like nothing's a dead end. I am a victim of nothing there. Everything is workable. Everything is workable. And now I believe that and I live that. And it's so dope because it's just like, now it's like, yeah, what, what new growth do I feel excited about trying (laughs) or exercise or whatever? Yes. Okay. I love it. Love that answer. What kind of decision maker do you Hmm. consider yourself to be just today? Not like for all of time. It's, it's interesting. I feel like I'm a committed decision maker in the fact that I'm really clear about what my commitments are and I make decisions in alignment with that. 
Mm. Um, and I'm also a much more patient decision maker than I have been historically in the past. Like I trust that there's time for me mm. to feel into a decision that I question the belief that if I don't make a decision right now, then I'm going to lose the option or the opportunity, like coming from that decision scarcity place a little bit, you know, um, or that I can't change my mind. So that feeling of like being locked in either way, it's like, I'm flexible, but also not because I'm committed. That makes sense. Does that, is that an answer? I don't even know. It's a beautiful answer. I think okay. it's like commitment without attachment, right? Mm. Like structure and flexibility. Yeah. And okay. So this is a fun question. What's the most self-honoring decision you've made in the last week that you want to share with us? Uh, definitely just in the last 24 hours, making the salary juice last night against my desired will and yep. going to Muay Thai this morning. The simple discipline that just reinforces that sense of self-trust and I'm on my own team. Uh, so good. Uh, okay. Where should everyone follow you and what can they hire you for? So my Instagram is just my name. It's Sarah underscore posh, P-A-A-S-C-H. You can also check me out on my website, which is sarahposh.com. I do different kinds of astrology readings, so I can do an individual consultation, which if you've never had an astrology reading, that's the best route to go. Um, you can get it at any time. A solar return is also a nice time because it's kind of fun to like plan for your year ahead. Okay. And for people who don't know when that is. Oh, it's your birthday. Yeah. When the sun returns to the same place where it was in the sky, the moment that you were born once a year, every year on the day that you were born, that's a solar return. Yeah. And then there's like relationship readings and then also my coaching. So, um, I am accepting new clients currently and I integrate the astrology into the coaching container, which has been really magical. Really it's used mostly for when there's really big timing techniques and we'll bring it in and talk about, okay, this is what's upcoming. Um, and then a lot of times like it's, it's there, but we aren't using it. Like my coaching one-on-one coaching is still a lot of just traditional coaching techniques, um, mindset work, a lot of inquiry, somatic body awareness and intuitive energy work. So I I love kind of like integrating some magic into it as well. Like sometimes, sometimes I challenge some of my clients and like, we're going to do spell work today. And they're like, what? I'm like, just, we're going to go with it. (laughs) Um, yep. So all of that is on my website. You can book readings. You can book a free consultation. I will link to everything you could possibly want in the show notes. I'm obsessed with you. I highly recommend the solar return sessions. If nothing else, you're a beautiful human. And thank you for adding joy to my day and value to the world. KP, thank you so much. This is so great. This totally turned my day in a great direction. I just want you to know that. Yeah, you have such a powerful impact. Thank you. What's the confetti? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye, everybody. Hey, if you loved this episode, you got to grab your free copy of the ultimate guide to easy decisions. You'll get six instant solutions to get out of your head and feel certain about your next choice. Just go to kirstenparker.com forward slash guide to grab it and make sure to subscribe so you can catch every week's episode to keep building your decision mastery and become an X overthinker. See you soon.